They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Admit I was a clown to be messing around, but that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. But a bye 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 bye, but a bye 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 bye, bye 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 bye. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Starting holiday, Easter, amazing. Oh, you actually days off. Oh, you actually having days off. Well, yeah, completely, and. I'm, I think when you work kind of for yourself, you don't really know. You don't know what date it is. You don't really track bank holidays or anything like that in the way you do when you when you're at work and you're like, oh god, I can't wait. Oh, only four more days, then we've got time off. And it's more you get there and you're like, oh yeah, Easter's here. Brilliant. Can't yeah, I wait. just how things for you. I don't. Well, I, I it's it's that typical thing where I didn't realise it was uh, Easter. Until, uh, as an agency, we started posting Easter content, and um, and I'm like, oh, oh, that means we've got two days missing. Brilliant. That's really that's really what I need right now. Um, so yeah, so I don't think of it in quite the same positive <laughs> sense that <laughs> that uh, that you do because to me it's just like, oh, we've got some days yeah. off, and there's some there's some days off that I have to work. So that's brilliant. That's really that's really good. Really enjoyable. Um, but we are, but we are, we are, yeah, we I mean, are, we are going for a family breakfast involved. type thing. So, oh, nice. No, I, I'm assuming someone very posh and sophisticated. It is actually at a wine estate. Yeah, yeah. We do. We we we're enticing the grandparents to <laughs> what? <laughs> what a breakfast? <laughs> that is worrying. <laughs> Was that Libby's? Libby's suggestion well, it... or like? Her need as she was shaking. Do you know what? It is her suggestion, but this is the really impressive thing. Libby has not had anything to drink now for 103 days. She is she has properly not drunk anything, which if you know Libby wow. is a, an absolutely astonishing um, achievement for her. Um, so we've just... Are you guys that broke from the pony? <laughs> that you just can't yes, yeah. No. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, having to. We've got the heating on. We can't. We can't afford yeah, that's it. We can't. We can't afford electricity. We wouldn't be doing this at night if we were. If if we're suffering. But no, she has been. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like been amazing actually. Her um, doing uh, that for a hundred days, um, and having to deal with all the. Yeah, because like so, there's some days where you just like. It's not that you rely on alcohol, but some days you're just like it's really nice just to have like a beer. Yeah, you know, just like in one evening, like just takes it just the takes off, the edge off. It? Like you're feeling a little bit stressed, and you're like, okay, I can just take. Which, yeah. again, purely emotional connection when you realise that that's what it's for, stuff like that. But she has been working her way through like non different non-alcoholic beers and stuff like that, and I think she's quite impressed with 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 a lot of them as well. Like the Club Tropical ones are are, are pretty good. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and so she's managed to deal with you know all the all the social situations as well. Uh, which is quite good, and of course, then she's obviously designated driver, so that is a massive benefit. Oh, so your drinking's gone up substantially. It hasn't actually. It hasn't. It's gone down. I don't know. I've. Uh, it's weird. Like when we came out to um, to see you and in the, in the Dragon's Den thing, 
that's like the most I've drunk probably this year, which is only like you know, three or four, <laughs> three or four or five or six pints. Um, but yeah, yeah well, that's probably the most I've drunk all this year. I don't, I don't know. I don't really tend to drink at home. Um, and and then I never go out. So yeah, same. So yeah. those those when you combine those two things. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to talk about something. So the, the morning commute, your your window of opportunity. <laughs> Ooh, what could it be? What could it be? No, no, we need to talk about something, don't we? Hmm. We need to talk about something that happened to you that um, that everybody everybody saw. And it, and it, and it, and it yeah. wasn't actually something that it was obscene. So. It was your what what number television appearance is this? Because I think we were we were having a chat at the at your Dragon's Den party, <laughs> and they said, "Oh, you know, you come across very natural and stuff like that." I'm like, "This must be like the fiftieth time David's been on TV or something." Like he's been on TV a lot. He has he has had a lot of practice. He knows he knows kind of what works. He he knows how to portray <laughs> himself and things like that. So he should be a, he should be a pro at this. So how, how what what kind of number television appearance do, would you would you think this is yeah well it depends if you mean like proper appearance because there was a time it's your face no, out your face and voice together years. on the screen that is a proper appearance because <laughs> i was i was in a while when i worked in television you were often in television <laughs> because you know in brainiacs yeah. or or tv shows like that you'd always have or the big breakfast. There's suddenly like so Mike, the cameraman, or whoever it is. So and so, the runner is now holding up. And so during that period, I was often in television shows because either friends would need people, and they'd be like, "Come on, mate, we'll we'll, cup you, we'll, we'll chuck you a bit of cash if you'd come." <laughs> and I think in Brainiacs, I had to, I had to play football in a top that said sex, and then at half time, we went away to supposedly have sex to see which team would perform better, the team who'd had sex or the team who hadn't had sex. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Or, did yeah, you not have sex then? Like that, or did you not have sex then? <gasps> Are you... Um, I don't know, well... This was I don't think so is not the right answer really. in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I the, remember. The, uh... I can't believe the credibility of a Richard Hammond show has been <laughs> called into question. <laughs> uh, the authenticity of a... Um, yeah, I, well, I guess Hell Week's the main one where you'd actually see see me and be like, oh, they're in this. Whereas, what was the thing before? I was on Never Mind the Buzzcocks just because a friend was the oh, yeah. producer that was really fun and just stood there not saying anything. Um, but that's about it, really. Um, are we nothing? Are we, are we forgetting special forces? This special is the forces one hell week. Where we're pretending that that didn't happen. Yeah, that was uh, that was a flighty I, moment. But I had quite I, I had a very, no, wait, 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 when, when it comes to special forces hell week. Why I like this because I was speaking to Mama B, and she was saying that uh, you and you and Claire <laughs> had started seeing each other um, around the time of. Special Forces Hell Week when it's coming out. And so Claire said to her, oh, David is on this. And so your mum watched it, seeing all the different contestants and trying to kind of guess which one was the one. And she said, and a couple of them, I was like, please don't let it be him. (laughs) And I was like, oh, it wasn't that. It was the the white-haired friendly (laughs) chap, wasn't it? 
Well, it, it could have actually been Danny, because... Do you know this no, story? No, I don't know this story. It could have been Danny. Oh, wait a minute. As you're doing, when you do that face, that means, should I tell this story? Shouldn't I tell this story? Yeah. I'm trying to think if Briggsy will... She doesn't... She told me she she doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Again. She she doesn't. I mean, it's a lot of content. A lot of content. Um, Yeah, Briggsy was meant to be going on a date with Danny on on the Sunday... The week after Briggsy and I first yeah. met. And the first day I met her was we were running round the circle line. That So Danny's friend, Annie Ross, was putting on a, a charity circle line yeah. relay. Really fun. And Peter Miller decided to put a team in where they'd run it, the yeah. whole thing, as a training run. And um, by luck, Briggsy's team... The Uganda Marathon team didn't show up, so she was put in our group, and I turned up half. I'd, I'd been given a talk that that morning. Turned up halfway through, and suddenly there was Briggsy, and like, wow, who is this? Was history? Wow, yeah. And 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 Danny had said, "Hey, I'm I'm off to a trip somewhere for two weeks. Like, don't go falling in love with anyone." And um, and we'd had. I asked her out as soon as I as soon as we'd finished I couldn't find her so I mess- messaged her on f- Facebook straight away I'm like uh, and I've even still got that message it was something like where did you go you're awesome I'm awesome we should have babies like, the, the only things I said and uh, we then went on a date on Tuesday she was non-committal about the weekend because she was fairly busy already and I was like what about Sunday she's like um, <laughs> I might be available Sunday I'm not sure yet and then I think by Thursday, we'd had a second date, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm free on Sunday." <laughs> wow! So like, you prized oh, her from God. the hands oh, of your friend Danny Ben. Wow! I didn't realise oh. that that was the story behind yes. it. So, um, sorry, Danny. Sorry, yeah, Danny. Yeah, um, but that was <laughs> no. So, um, oh, oh, actually, sad news. So, Danny and I were going to be co-presenting. Run Fest Run. It's been cancelled. What Run Fest Run? Yeah. Well, why? Really sad. Really why? sad. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure because George, who's the organizer, is um as you'd imagine, super yeah. busy. Um and it's come it's come out of the blue a little bit for me. I I've got to assume it would it it was it was a fairly cryptic message that was put out as the official one and, and I don't know any different but I, I think it, it sounds like either um, things like sales potentially yeah. not being what they were or actually things like logistically not being able to get all the stuff because there's weird things in events where there can suddenly be a lack of toilets yeah. Or there can be issues like nationwide. There's a toilet shortage, or suddenly people can't get staff to work. Yeah. Or there's all these things that suddenly change the economics. And so I'm. I'm it sounds as if it's some kind of combination of that. Um, I don't know if I'll ever know. And if I do find out, I don't know if I'll ever be able to yeah. say. I'm sure I will be at some point in years to come. But just I was super excited oh, no. to just be on stage with Daddy for 
a whole weekend mucking around and then um, Basement Jacks were playing and ah but anyway anyway but this this was comes on to something we were talking about a little bit before mm. um, where I'd had I'd had a thought that I'd written down to talk about that you then brought up and I th- I wonder whether have you noticed this or have, have do badders noticed this people seem to now be ultra cautious before a race where the idea of going out for a drink with like three people now when you've got a race next week is like I can't do that oh my god no I can't, I can't do that I, I I what if I catch something I won't be able to and I don't know whether it's I mean it's, it's certainly because of Covid and I don't know whether it's a valid a valid worry because of Covid or whether it's it's just something that people now have been pushed into that that frame of yeah. mind with everything that big groups is is dangerous. Well, that's the thing. I mean, because if you picked up, oh, on absolutely, that? absolutely. I, I, it's so, and I think that there's there's a certain element, isn't there, of you don't know what's in your kind of unconscious mind as a result of all of the messaging. And how collectively mm. we've been as a society over the last two years. Like when you are when you are when you are repeatedly yeah. told when the government, the entire state apparatus, is entirely focused on creating fear in order to. I know this sounds like a conspiracy theory type thing. So yeah. just stay with me. I'm, I'm thinking of this from a marketing perspective <laughs> rather than a Tim, yeah, Tim, Tim? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Obvious, obvious, obviously, they want to they want to you know keep us indoors and, uh, and let the lizards rule us. Um, but no, I mean when you, I mean this is the thing when you when you basically pound a, a population with um, messaging which is entirely designed to make you fearful and make you cautious and things like that. For a, such a sustained length of period, then length of time, then invariably you're going to and you know and you've changed your behaviour and you've internalised that behaviour and you've rationalised your behaviour and you've used you've mm. used the language so many times around you know it's about cautious I want to protect myself I don't want other people to go and you don't it, mm. it becomes such a pattern that actually it must be but even when you go okay mm. I know that now the, the you know the pandemic is over although we know it's not over in any way um but you just there's probably stuff in your in your unconscious and, and stuff you know within you that you you're playing out those patterns still without without rationally knowing it you you're fearful in a way that you don't you probably mm. don't think mm. you're fearful but if you were to objectively um, compare your behaviour before the pandemic and after the pandemic, you'd be able to show that actually I go to things less. I am, you know, much more cautious about these things. Things like even though you rationally don't think that, and so I think I, I do think you know when you have that element of yeah. kind of social conditioning around that, that people are going to naturally be be fearful. What I'm saying by that is that obviously that doesn't affect us. <laughs> obviously we're well above that. Obviously, obviously it's not affected us well, in any way. I've I've been hugging as soon as I can, and um, I, I've, I've got to say I love I've, human interaction. I've got to say I do I love I love human interaction. It's just no what humans want to interact with me. That's the only that's the that's the that's the other flip side. Like oh, you have a like you have a you have a dad. you have a oh, lonely dad. sad loser on his own. No, um, the 
That's one thing I was surprised by actually watching Dragon's Den. I was surprised that there were no no sexy jiggles, no sexy hugs. But then I realised it's probably because of the fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> pandemic might be Never one thing, on. and and, uh, and me too, me too movement <laughs> might be the second. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Come on, we need to talk about that. But as we before we go, okay, to that, go um, <laughs> Well, before we go to that, weirdly, so we I had a friend over last night who. He he was in hospital at the start of the year. Yeah, and he'd met this girl who called Polly. He really liked, and by through being in hospital, he'd then kind of fallen out of touch with her because he hadn't really been in a state of mind to message. And now he was at that position where we were asking her, him about her, and it had just fallen away. This person he really liked, and I was saying, "You need to get back. You know, you need to message and be yeah. like, hey." Um, what's happening? I thought you were great. I'm sorry. But the trouble is, he's got a genuine reason of COVID being in hospital. But saying I had COVID now is the... Sounds like it's a brush-off, doesn't it? Because it's yeah. just the easy... Well, you know, we're being cautious because so-and-so's auntie might meet so-and-one and therefore blah, blah. And like, there's all... There's, you hear it so often, rightly a lot of the time but that it, it sounds as if I'm washing my hair it's that kind yeah, of oh moment. absolutely yeah absolutely. I just can't be asked to come up with a good excuse so yeah you don't even yeah, have to but, say um, you've got COVID now yeah, well, you don't but you, but, you don't even have to say COVID you think the, I, I don't want to get yeah. like, when, you know, next weekend I'm sitting on my ass doing nothing but I don't want to do that with COVID so the threat of getting COVID <laughs> you know when I'm sitting on my ass doing nothing yeah, and watching and what, doing yeah. a Netflix binge is you know yeah Talking about actually talk, <laughs> yeah. talking about before I want to be able to watch the surprise before before we go into uh, before we go into talking about Dragon's Den, I've got to give a a recommendation. A net, uh, it's not a Netflix recommendation; it's a Disney Plus recommendation. But you know, we were talking before about the um, oh. Elizabeth Holmes um, uh, Theranos yes. podcast. The uh, the TV show of the podcast is really really good. The dropout the TV show of the podcast is that what they say? <laughs> no, they don't. The they TV don't. Show of the podcast. <laughs> so it's not it's not based on real life events. There, well, no, it's a serialization. No, well, it does it does say that about the story of Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, no, that, but that's what he says at the start. It does it does it says to you this is based on the podcast. So it, obviously it's taken it's just taken it's that's really interesting <laughs> taking the narrative. Well, it must have just stolen the narrative structure of it and how that how they presented it. Um, but yeah, it's the, that's it does say that at the start. Oh, okay. But it has it has. Um, <laughs> um, I can't remember. So is, is it all the behind the scenes? Like the scene, <laughs> it's behind the, the scenes of the podcast. The, oh, how did how how did they plug? How did they decide what software to use and like? Oh wow! Like what was what was happening behind the interviewer's life when he was having? He had a really busy day, but then he had to do an interview. Oh yeah, I just I don't know I don't know how much detail. Really weird. I don't know how much detail to give about Elizabeth Holmes and everything. It's just so confusing. I don't. Is it Theranos? Is it Theranos? Is it the right? It's just the everything's about. Um, But it's Amanda Seyfried. The thing is, the person to play is Amanda Seyfried. Which if you if you've ever followed Amanda Seyfried's career, she's like in Mamma Mia. She's in she's in lots of things, and I thought she was a terrible actress uh actor and um and actually it, she she's really she's gonna like win a an, an emmy for this or, or be nominated it she because she portrays her uh 
this she brings sociopath. Oh my like god, no it is. She is so good. And also, the other thing is, the guy that plays um, is it Sammy? Um, her her kind of like partner in crime is the, the yeah is um, yeah is Saeed from Lost, but he's got much older. Um, what's that? I can't remember. What's the name of the actor? What's the name Lost. of the actor? Hey. Is it Riaz? Uh, no, no. Saeed. Oh, that guy. Saeed Jack. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got he's he's much older, and he's but he's really With good. Lovely. Hair. He's really good. He's really good. So the the whole thing is utterly, utterly frightening, as you expect it to be. And it's just one of those. It's just one of those things where. It just starts with one little, one little like goes. Okay, we're going to do this demonstration, right? Let's just let's just like fake the results just so we can get the funding, and then when we get the funding, we'll make sure the technology catches up. And it's just that the whole time, it's just it, uh, you know, you, yeah. you've listened to the podcast or you know the story, and it's just horrific. No, do you believe that though? Do you think? Do you, well, I guess. Well, they're reckless. They're re- you're probably lying to yourself. They're, they're reckless. You? The big thing that it makes out is the fact that how far it set um, women back in the group. Because the whole way, people were just. Again, this is kind of an identity politics thing. Everyone was just absolutely mm. determined to buy into this idea of you know, and it's it's about you. Know, it's about people putting too much on youth. People trying to buy into the Silicon Valley story about. You know, there's a dropout. The narrative yeah, there's genius. A, there's, you know, the, the, the whole narrative of it is, you know, she's a dropout. Uh, she's female. Yeah. Um, this is going to be world changing. It democratizes medicine. You know, it just and and the way that people bought into it, and then the way yeah. that all those people then, when people were trying to whistleblow, they were trying to, you know, they they just wouldn't go against her. They would, they would, yeah, they were trying to protect both their investment. Don't bring down. <clears throat> but yeah, it was. It's. But in a way, I think it, it's. It's good for gender politics because it shows that women can be sociopaths. Well. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's the thing. And th- there's a, that's a good, that's the positive, right? That, um, like, it's not just men who are complete. Assholes. No, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, it can be it's women good too. women, and they, and uh, they seem to be starting earlier as well. They they've got, just got. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just with a passion. It's, yeah, it's good. Let's get them to start when they're young. The t- I mean. The, Let's get some tyrants what, what out they, there. What, some female dictators. What they should, what they should do, though, they should focus uh, on uh, Erica Chung, who was the, basically the whistleblower, and the stuff that she did, uh, and the and the and the kind of the risks that she took by whistleblowing. And I'm, I always think it's amazing, like whistleblowers, and you know, they kind of you always hear about whistleblowers, uh, mm. the kind of like the big ones who, um, uh, who I can't remember any of their names, of course, but the big ones, you know, and then they end up getting deported and things. They all like get that. crushed. Well, even even like Obama. Obama's like crushed whistleblowers yeah. and um, Eric Norton and is it Eric Norton? Ed Norton? No, Ed Norton. Is <laughs> but uh, I imagine, I imagine Ed Norton, Norton is the sort of arsehole <laughs> who would crush a whistleblower. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he, he is. But it, it is odd in that the whistleblower is it, it is seen. It is that you you do get treated horrifically, yeah. and you still even and, afterwards, even if you've done an incredibly. And good it's still thing. there's still there, I think there is still something about it with this whole thing of like no one likes a grass, like that they they do all this stuff and they yeah. they do it, yet they're never kind of treated with the level of like. Erica, I mean, like when you see what she went through and you understand it, and obviously she's done TED talks and everything else since, but she you know she should be treated in the way that. Elizabeth Holmes was treated 
um, right at the start of the relationship. She should be like yeah. venerated as someone yeah. like she, you know, she stuck to her principles. She, she, you know, she stood up to senators, yeah. to um, uh, these you know, giant media um, uh, conglomerates who were who were trying to cover it up. She did all of these things, and she's kind of a she's kind of a footnote to this whole thing that this you know this this wouldn't have happened if it if, yeah. if it hadn't been for her. Um, but you just you just don't. It, it, I mean, maybe it does in the US. That she's she's much more, much more higher profile. But she's a kind of a a, a bit part actor in this. Yet you realise that she's just, mm. just pivotal. Um, yeah, it's just it's absolutely frightening. When when Nick comes out and when Nick comes out and, and does the behind the edit, <laughs> whistleblowing of Bad for Running. That's when behind people like Bad Running. Well, they make a TV <laughs> series based on the podcast. <laughs> About running, no way. <laughs> Through the narratives, <laughs> but um, we and, and actually, while we're, while we're talking about Netflix recommendations, um, obviously the um, Tinder Swindler, people have got to watch if you haven't already. Insane, amazing. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that was as good that, as, as fired. Through. I didn't think that was as good as everyone made out. Yeah. Really, I don't know. I think the. The fact that they're just still out there, they're free. Well, that's that's like all it's of them, crazy. isn't it? Like properly crazy. Like Elizabeth Holmes hasn't been sentenced yeah, okay, yet. Well, like no, no, everyone gets away with all these things. That's the thing; it doesn't have the ending that you you yeah. want it to have. <laughs> there need to be more pesky kids, don't they? Because it seems when I was younger, pesky kids always always got the baddies. But now, why we we've been always lamenting the fact that kids these days you know unruly blah 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 but we should be encouraging peskiness because it seems to be the one quality that that stops crime i, I know so, no, um, nothing is, is also, anything any... um, obviously the rescue no oh, what was I, there was one that i watched the other day which oh. the rescue has made me think of it and it's called oh i can't i can't uh, remember the exact and severance seems to be Severance is pretty tricky. Oh, is it? I've only seen two episodes. I don't know. What's it about? I think it might be on Apple or, but it's, it's, uh, you know, when you you hear a concept, you're like, oh, so there's an organization that seems like a big government organization where to work in this organization, you have to separate part of your brain so that. Anytime you enter the building, you flip all your memories and you don't know anything about your life outside of the building. And when you leave the building, you don't know anything about your life inside the building. And so you, you like, you, there's a severance between the two parts. And which in itself doesn't sound, that sounds a bit weird, but actually the way it's played out, the reality of it is that if it's almost like you're two different people and the person inside is trapped in internal work, not knowing why they're there, what they do, um, who they are, anything. They just are constantly working in the knowledge that it means that them outside has this life of which they will never know. Isn't that... Isn't that just? And then it starts it, becoming. Sinister. Isn't that just becoming? A, isn't that just be called an Amazon warehouse worker? 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They have to walk. They have to walk twenty miles in two hours. And have no idea why no they're there. Breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't know what's in the packages. They just know they what? have to get that one to that so what? one. For one of the bleeps. What? So um, is it good? Does it work? Um, it's. It's engaging. I've only seen two episodes. It's engaging. My fear is it could be like a lost oh, where right. they don't actually know. And there's 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 kind of mysterious things and you're like it's it's trippy. Like it's 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 good in that it's properly psychological and it makes you it almost makes your head hurt when you're like oh god yeah that is that is quite weird and and um and and I I think it's a format they can play with yeah. a lot. So we 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 don't love it yet, but we're kind of intrigued by it. Like, uh, but it's also a show that you don't necessarily. It doesn't give you warmth and fuzziness, so you, it doesn't necessarily draw you in in the way another show would. But I'd say if you've got a bit of time, give it a shout because it's. I just like anything where it makes you think. Have you? And it is stimulating in that respect. So, so what, like, there's, there's another thing that makes me think of that. But I do, I, I think Apple's um, strategy is very interesting. And I quite like it. And I don't know whether it's because their output is so small compared with Netflix or whether this is intentional. But the thing with Apple TV mm. is that there's so few things on Apple TV that when they do bring it out, it kind of has a bit more... There's something that is a bit more special to it that it makes you think, okay, this is a bit more because you know they have like one <laughs> new series every three months. I'm or getting something. a call from Briggsy in bed. So I'm getting a call from Briggsy in bed. So I think I think we should take it. So we've got. All right, Briggy. What's happening? What's happening, Briggy? <laughs> Um, I'm I'm just downstairs. Um, <laughs> what's going on, Jamie? No. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're not showing your face, Briggy. You're not showing your pretty face. Oh, I would love a cup of tea. Would you love a cup of tea, Jamie? I'd love a cup of tea. Tell her never to listen to this podcast episode, though. He would. He would love a cup of tea, and he said, "Don't listen." Oh, she's gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Actually, we're going to be hearing from her quite soon because oh, yes. um, Alban App, Alba, <laughs> she's just messaged me the, the screaming face thing. Um, she She's downloaded the Alban App. I think you should as well and use it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going and to. She's started doing them. And uh, if you want me to, I can't remember if you're facebook friends with john or not or set up a message and john will clear for payment whatever it is but she started using it and she's going to feed back on it because um we thought it'd be more interesting to involve someone so but i think you should do it as well and then we can talk about it and get john on to talk about it um and it's it's videos with john because i hear and i hear her doing these moves and, and then john's in the background kind of chatting up my wife um, not not live, not live. It's not that twinkle. Yeah, Wait, you but, don't think um, it's live? You don't think it's live? This would be the perfect opportunity to cheat. Like, 
Who, you're <laughs> making grunting noises and hearing oh, he, hearing oh, he, just, hearing the voice. You're like, oh no, it's just an it, app. Oh, it just flopped out of my shorts there. Just flopped out of my shorts. Should I leave it out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then um, so we're gonna we're gonna feed back on it, and and weirdly, so we we're more than happy to promote something. Oh, and while we're talking about promoting things, we need to talk about Field Doctor as well, um, and something to do with that but we're going to we're going to talk to, to we're going to talk about the app and it's it's interesting that John's priced it at like it's it costs an amount like it's something like 25 quid or 25 dollars yeah. a month but then to train with John costs something like 250 pounds a month yeah and Briggs and I were talking about that when we went for a run racing and we were like well yeah fair dues you're world champion of everything yeah why not charge a shitload and not have loads of customers and just have like five? Yeah. Um, but um, f- we talk about sponsorship. No, no, stuff. wait, wait, wait. I, I need to get this. I need Field to get this doctor. in. I need to get this in before while we're still talking oh. about oh, the TV, TV thing. thing. Okay, TV yes, thing. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I was talking about the other thing. Have you seen, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Kevin can fuck himself. Mm, I don't the concept sure is so weird okay basically what it is is that it's a sitcom it's a funny sitcom and when they're on stage like when that you know when they like you you have a in a on a sort of a traditional american sitcom you come into you know you go into a room they're they're you know, they're presented like in a room and they're doing their acting and they're and they're, they're doing that and it's all real but then when like kevin's yeah. wife goes out of scene She's she's in the dreary back life of being her his husband, but he's always on because he is the um, the main character in a sitcom, and so she she goes like back into the kitchen, and you can't see the kitchen because it's not part of the TV show, but the kitchen is like fucking dreary, and and she is there trying to cope with this you know having to live with this like shit life. So she's a, real, as a she- sitcom. Her character right. is. It, it's really okay. it, the way I'm yeah, describing it is so really it's, bad. It's, you have broken to, the third wall, in say. But. It's weird. It's just so weird. Like, because when she goes back into the, like the main sitcom room where it's being broadcast, it's all, you know, he'll make some jokes of like, oh, you know, did you make dinner? And she's like, oh, I had a breakdown again. Ha ha! And everyone laughs and stuff like that. And then she like goes out the back again, and, <laughs> and she is like having a breakdown. Uh, and it's just it's the the whole concept. And is it is it a comedy like everyone loves Raymond where there's fifty jokes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you, when you, you like a lot of American sitcoms, you can watch without a single joke. You without a single laugh, and it's just so many jokes that you're like, or the what's the really annoying one? The one about the the one about the science. Oh, things. Big Bang Theory. Oh my word! And there's you can. Every single sentence that's going to be a joke, they say the first sentence and you know what the second sentence is. Going, uh, like, oh my, and yeah, yeah. So it's like that, is it? Yeah. Where she's then in this non-funny, funny. Yeah. So you have this thing where it's like that, you know, the utterly ridiculous, the utter ridiculousness of it, and then you have like the bleak life that that yeah. sits behind it. And he is never, t- he never switches off. He's always in front of the camera being his... Yeah, but you can imagine what it's like living with someone who is always switched on and trying to be funny to other people. And it's... it's 
it's re- it's kind of quite high concept. Uh, That's the life of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> this never switches off. Having a breakdown in the bedroom. David can fuck himself. That's what it's called. <laughs> but it's worth. It's worth. It's worth. I I I found it quite difficult to keep watching it because it, I I thought it was kind of horrific. Uh, so I haven't pushed through. Um, but uh, it's it's worth watching one episode for just because it is so odd, and it's just such a strange concept. Yeah. Uh, but it's worth it's worth it's worth watching at least an episode. But I, th- I think we're we're almost at that stage though, aren't we? Where we need everything needs to be a twist now to be yeah. actually to draw you in as a as a concept. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, <coughs> We were going to talk about Dragon's Den. We've been recording for a fair bit already. We haven't. So, have we talked about Chris Rock and Will have Smith? We not reached. Are we, are we, do we ever talk about that? No. And that is. I mean, that that was almost a surreal situation where you think, did is that real? Was that faked? Was that acted? Well, because I do. I. I it just seems so out of character. It just shows you never really know someone. No, no. I like the way that people go, oh, well, I've read his book so I can understand why he did it. I'm like, I don't think when anyone assaults someone else that you, you're allowed to use that read my book and understand my real reasons behind this. The thing is, what I didn't understand about the whole argument is like, oh, you know, obviously they, um, they you know, it, it, it was staged. What, what does Chris Rock get out of that? <laughs> I mean, I know that his like ticket sales went up, but yeah, but any I mean, definitely, but wasn't. you know, his ticket sales would have gone up from presenting like the Oscars anyway. I imagine, uh, but but yeah, it's uh, it, it's yeah. like what what is what benefit yeah. would be for him to do that? And the but the enormity of the social because we've been to award shows and the enormity of social pressure to just sit there and do nothing. Unless you're on our table. The social pressure on our table is not there to sit and do nothing. The social pressure on our table (laughs) is if you sit there and do nothing, you're you're the worst human being. (laughs) Yeah, true, true. Um, Unless you're looking to... But I'd imagine something like the Oscars where it's so stage-managed and you're also aware that it's being screened to the whole world, that everyone is watching. So... Even, I was almost, like, the slap itself was almost, I don't think, as shocking as the the swearing yeah. and the shouting twice, where the slap itself, you're like, huh, okay, whoo, but the actually shouting over the presenter from the seat where everyone, you've walked back, you've probably seen everyone's reaction, you've giving a little wink to your wife. You're then shouting again. And yeah, the, I, I, I guess it just speaks to, to deep, deep anger, deep resentment of some sort. And, and, and I, it's weird, isn't it? Cause ev- everyone's you, talking. Have, have you lost control? Yeah. But why? Why don't? Why don't I say that? Is that everyone's talking about? Oh, you know, he, you know, he did a human thing. You know, it was like, you know, we're all humans. You know, we did this, did did this human thing. You know, he reacted to something. People trying to get into that conversation about, you know, was what he said inappropriate? Like that, that is not the conversation to have. Like he is there to make jokes, 
his joke was actually the tamest fucking joke you can imagine. Yeah. Um, like as Ricky Gervais said, I would have taken the piss out of her boyfriends. Yeah. Um, which that that would have been, <laughs> but but it was it, it, but it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant as to the but content then, of it because we we you know you you yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's paid to do his thing there. Um, but everyone's talking about, you know, it's a very human reaction to go up and slap something. But like, what about Chris Rock? Like, surely it would be a complete... No, not a sick... No one checked in on him. Like, no one went up and checked he was okay. No one... They didn't stop anything. He was just... He was kind of left there, and you saw him. And it's like... I think it's like the saddest thing, just how confused he looks. I mean, he's consummate professional in that situation, but just how confused he was presented. And he's just like, why have I been totally abandoned? I- like why and why are people clapping Will Smith and like no one knows what to do, but no one came down on the side of Chris Rock in that situation. You know we need we need to do that at the run show, the run show <laughs> show. We need to set up a situation like that. <laughs> who can we who can we get to be the um, we have, to be we're gonna plan in the we're audience? gonna have so many volunteers for that. <laughs> <laughs> which we slap constantly just slapping like, well, we don't need married, we don't man. need any more slapping now oh my goodness that would be incredible that would be really good <laughs> yeah it's a shame the running awards don't seem to be on still because um, that would have been perfect you leave my race <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your race is just a your it's race great. is just a glorified park runner. <gasps> <laughs> you leave Edinburgh Marathon <laughs> out of this. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but the thing uh, is, it, and actually, whether is that the thing like, about Edinburgh is that all all jokes okay. are okay. Like, no, it is universally accepted that all jokes about Edinburgh yeah. are okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's a condition, yeah, but free, Edinburgh free Marathon, Edinburgh um, Marathon is a condition well, that afflicts a lot of people, um, and we do need to be wary of that. <laughs> but um, to, for the sake of for the sake of brevity and the, the the listener at home, so what what would you like me to kind of cover in the Because dra- we we saw it last night because our friend came over who hadn't seen it, and Bridget was like, "Good watch, you watch it," and it's amazing how watching it now. The edit is unbelievable. Yeah, so that's what I want to know. Um, I want to know what what was what was missing. So if you've so listen, if you've not listened to it, if you've not watched it, um, I would say it is a very. It, I <laughs> this was the surprising thing about it. It it looked really easy for you. <laughs> it looked really easy. It looked like you walked in there. You were charming. You charmed the pants off them. You got your investment with a tiny blip that. You might have given something that was non-vegan yeah. to, uh, to to Deborah, and and she had and she they didn't they didn't mention that and she they didn't mention and she that. had a she had a bit of an issue and everything around um, uh, you know the way she was described or something like that, which was which was a tiniest blip of all of all blips, um, but it just looked it looked so slick it yeah. looked totally slick. Um, so what I want to know is what. What it's was weird, what was it? missed out? What is the thing? Because you were going, oh, Deborah. That's the thing you're going. Deborah tears me a new one, and that didn't come across. Yeah. And the because, um, strangely as well, because Pete and I have I've I've not really I've not had a chance to respond to friends' messages, anything that's not work related, yeah. really since since a week on. I've I've still got all the WhatsApps. I've you know been pretty awful friend in some respects because I just haven't had time but um, yeah the and 
I think people ex- I was expecting it to be insane afterwards and people expect it but actually I think it positioned as as such an elitist like high end sports product that in some ways it it massively reduced the appeal for people because we went on there to try and pitch it as we're going after Red Bull we're um, you know we're, we're taking down coffee and it's for, for everyone tired and it that didn't come across but um yeah, the if you watch it back, you'll notice like the they because they completely chopped and changed every single bit. It so bit of it. So even in my pitch, it uses parts of the information that I gave in response to Tuca. Right. And then when even the the the, in, the interplay with Stephen, it then cuts to a question where it I end talking to Sarah talking about her because she clearly asked the question like all these bits were it jumped did around, feel a weird it so did, when you were watching it it did feel a weird edit they didn't show. the edit felt really odd really odd like it felt really disjointed yeah it yeah, it did it, suddenly things happening like and it was if anything really unfair on Deborah because it it made her out to look like uh, um, as if she had a really fragile ego and couldn't yeah. take the fact that I'd said She's got her remind, environmental things and products, which wasn't the case at all. So, if if she'd have cared about stuff like that, which I imagine she doesn't watch it and couldn't care less because she's doing great, yeah, she's the one who'd be, I think, annoyed. But um, yeah, the things that that didn't really come across were um, Tuka was lovely, absolutely lovely throughout the whole thing. I I was completely charmed yeah. by him and just thought he was really supportive Sarah was super supportive and and even her putting an offer in didn't really make sense in the narrative of it looked like she's like well what's going to protect this I went nothing and she went well I'm going to make an offer <laughs> and and I I'd obviously talked and I and in reality I talked about how hard it is actually to make the product taste yeah. nice and there aren't many manufacturers who can do it and um, it's a real ball ache and the, ba- the balancing act and it would, we've got a process that no one knows, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the, the, the thing that... Because I got torn apart uh, by Deborah for about 10, 12 minutes because she was... And, and I, I think they cut it because I could have been crucified on social media. And actually, if you want a bit of a laugh, go on, go on. Twitter. Oh, I was going to say, I've got some, some tweets some to read out in a second. It's almost... <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, um, and I, I, I'd, um, I, I was, I was trying to launch our website, um, three weeks before it. So we could have the new website ready. And, about 40 minutes before we were on air, I was still texting the developer, like, what's happening? What's happening? So I then, I arrived late, as you know, took a caffeine bullet to get there, um, but then was still wired at night, just couldn't sleep. So I was reading through Twitter, just lying in bed, like, oh, God, let me go to sleep. Um, and there was even an article comparing me to David Brent, and it's like saying I, I came on full David Brent in some magazine, and I'm like... Wow, being compared to David Brent, geez, which she looked, yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, Deborah really tore me apart because she's vegan and there was a, there was a vegetarian V on the front. And is she, she vegan? Is she I'm, vegan? She keeps saying she's plant-based and stuff, but I don't think she is full vegan, which may be one of the reasons why it, it, 
why that was taken out. Maybe, yeah. Um, and she... But also, it's quite hard as an editor to... Um, You've, you've got to, you can't have complex conversations yeah. or long conversations. And actually, we we're talking about the packaging for quite a long time because I was talking about how we need to have it for Amazon in five different languages on the back. And then you've got to have the safety language, the safety warnings for every single language on the back as well. So actually, when you've got a product that big, to get in all this, they've got their own rules to do with being a supplement, a food supplement. So you have to then say, do not take this as part of a um as a substitute for a healthy diet so that has to be in every language so you end up having to have a font on the back that's not overly big there's nothing you can do about it because you need the barcode you need the nutrient so she tore me apart for the fact that it wasn't recyclable which yeah i i genuinely wanted her as the dragon because i still want to solve this and i've had quotes made since and it it it's going to cost depending on the the, pa- the packet size between 10 and 20 times the price for the packaging so it, it's it would more than double the price of the pro- of the product the cost to us and that i i i think if you, you're a high-end business who's selling a lovely shampoo yeah you can add an extra pound to something but people are comparing us to gels and buying as compared to energy drinks and and don't necessarily it's weird. I think everyone wants recyclable stuff, including the manufacturers, but we're, we're not at the price acceptance of a consumer yet ready to pay yeah. for that, um, frustratingly. And um, hopefully the plastic tax will change that and will make things cheaper with more people use it. But um, So she absolutely tore me apart. For, um, Peter completely grilled me. On all well, my yeah, your numbers, I was to say, your num- you, there was time. literally a sentence about your numbers and then nothing else, which is very unusual for... So you, you must have obviously been incredibly boring about that or inc- watertight, and so it, what, there was no, there was no <sighs> drama. But then you... Because the, the, actually, the secret... If you, if you don't want something shown, because no one really wants to tell you what their cost price are, because yeah. then your suppliers, everyone knows... So I know your suppliers, your 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 resellers, your um, buyers, but yeah. the, the way to do it is to not is to give to have long discussions because it's just too hard to edit. And Peter had grilled me on my numbers, and my um, my my costs do change substantially. Like if you if you looked at my next my, this year's production, next year's production, the year after production, like the the gross profit, net profit. This is potentially boring business chat. Gross profit, net profit is um kind of jumps like this and he he accused me of just bsing it and all that he's like you just made it up and like and 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 i came back with some really what well, one that we're actually it's too much detail it's boring for, is it boring for just 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 know i came back with something i came back with some incredible arguments that they cut out that it were just the they were absolutely incredible but oh, you'll it- never see <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just honest about the strategy, and he was like, he came. I think he came in with a, I've, I've. This is a nice line for the cameras, and I came back saying, well, actually, if you look at our distribution strategy, we're changing it dramatically. We're going to change our packaging, so therefore, that's going to drive down the cost. We'd reduce the cost of Amazon because we can do it. Blah, blah. So it's this really long answer that explains every detail, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but the, even the order of when the offers came in, and Stephen 
Stephen saying the I, I like you was right at the end after Peter. Um, and so the timing of it all... So it's strange yeah. in that I, you're aware that the edit often jumps around and, and actually the editor was incredible for how they cut, how they made it concise. Knowing the different bits they brought together, you're like, wow, you've made this flow and the way they cut to people's faces the whole time which I'm sure they maybe they have got that many cameras that you can't see, but I don't think they do. Um, yeah, so the I, I now it's a shame it's the last one in the series because I almost want to watch other ones because if you actually watch it again, you can hear from the tone of voice, from the tense of words, everything like that, from the direction of the conversation, you can spot every edit quite easily. But for some reason, I think, unless you didn't know me, and Briggsy and Annie said this, that because they knew me, they could pick up on the differences in me in the way I talk mm. and how I wasn't speaking in sentences with the structure I normally would speak, speak in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's out and it's, 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 it, was, it did look super easy for us. I don't think it was that hard for me compared to some people because I know my numbers and we're doing yeah. well and also there's an element of they don't know anything about yeah. running and so they have to trust what you're saying they don't know the market they don't know the size of sports nutrition yeah. all those things that like, and, and that's that must be true of so many things in the den um, but weirdly we've having been the two companies that I was that my investors have also invested in that I've been advised on one was a chocolate company one was a men's deodorant company and their sales have been insane and so they were preparing me for look out like you this could screw you and so our sales went big but actually we've already done all the orders we've fulfilled everything everything's now back to normal and you're like ah oh, I know it I'm not complaining, but I really was led to... I was preparing for this Armageddon and it was just like a lovely time. Um, so it's quite strange now. You're like, yeah, I guess this has helped our brand. Yeah. I don't know long-term, but it's like... There's awareness maybe, but it, it hasn't driven the sales I was expecting. No, no. But, the, um, but I think, yeah, but you think you... you you've got the you've got the exposure on there and you'll be able to then lev keep leveraging that yeah. all the time i mean that's gonna i i, I mean like how many yeah. like surely people have been approaching you for like interviews and stuff like that or you know maybe well maybe they have and you don't know that because you haven't been answering any emails or or, or you've been too busy and stuff but i imagine there's gonna it's all it's all the it's all the <laughs> i've been doing my work it's emails. all the other that's it's all the I other did. stuff after that that's gonna come when you're gonna be you know you're gonna be invited to like speak at things where you're gonna be able to get the message out even further um and you know that now now the running show can say featuring dragon's den's uh dragon den star david heller i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that was wait so there's but a couple the, of there's a couple of things what is interesting no go on no go yeah. on so what's interesting no no yeah you get no no okay well, there's a there's a couple of things firstly i don't know what the fuck was going on with your outfit 
Like, like, firstly, seeing you in a shirt and trousers. I mean, no, no one was used to that. But I don't know what what this like nineteen seventies kind of janitorial vibe was going on that you had. But as soon as I saw that you had a t shirt, this t shirt underneath, I was like, oh fucking hell! Like, his his top's coming off somehow. It's a classic, classic Hellard move. Um, the thing that you told me was they 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 told you to do the song. The song was much much more uh, subdued than I thought it was going to be. That wasn't, that wasn't a, a, like a Hellard classic. Oh, thank so, God. So what did, what, what, what happened with the song and stuff? So the song was a lot longer because it, it, it was a verse and yeah. a chorus. And I think they, they probably went for three lines, three lines instead of eight. And actually the difference in cringe... <laughs> of singing someone three lines to singing someone eight lines of silence is considerable. <laughs> and so, because it was short enough, they managed to get the reactions of the dragons more at the beginning than at the end, when at the end they were like, oh God, Jesus Christ. And the, the smells had the smells had dropped by that stage. It felt like it. So, um, but yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't quite reggae, reggae sauce, I have to say. Um, and I think that, because that's the difficulty. That's what you're always trying to compete with, aren't you? But but the thing, yeah. where did the song come from? Like, did they just tell you to make it up? Where, where, where did that discussion have where they go, I think you should do a song? Like, was that when you did the audition or something? So that was there from the start because I'd applied, they'd, I'd mentioned my background in running, which include the podcast. Yeah. And the researcher had listened to the podcast during which I was singing those stupid ass adverts. Yes, okay. Right, okay. Oh, and wow. She then said, um, I think, you know, the producers think it'd be really good if you sung. And I was obviously aware that that makes you look like a complete. And you said, yes! Because you either are really good, which I'm not. Well, it, it was heavily, heavily implied that you I didn't know if I'd be on it if I yeah okay and and I thought it through a little bit and I thought it's gonna late it's gonna make me look like a prick but I don't think it will necessarily reduce my chances of investment because yeah I'm not coming out being the I'm the big I am I'm coming out being the oh god this is awful but I'm prepared to do this because I'm playing the game and I'm sure you're aware of that um, and, and also, you know that I, I'm hopefully you'll think I'm not completely up myself and think I'm great because I'm clearly shit at this and happy to well, show that. I um, do. I do. I do think I yeah, do think so, but in but those then, in those situations, they uh, they clearly know that you're going to charm the pants off them. And it's almost as though they get they want you to do something to create some kind of dramatic tension. So it's almost like a little journey you have to go on. Like you have to, yeah. we have to see their grimacing faces at the start and then you transforming that to, yeah. to beaming faces. Because if you come out and they're all smiling, there's like, there's no, there's no, there's no narrative arc, is there? Whereas I think if you go in and you, and, and, yeah, and I true. think that's, that's probably what they, what they were aware of. Yeah. And the, the shirt rip was in there from the start. Cause I used to, when I was with Zipcube and I, I do pitches I'd always wear a zipped hoodie that I'd then rip off and be like, welcome to Zip... Surely there's a better way. Welcome to Zipcube. And people would love it because it's a bit of theatre. And I thought, I've got to do that with a Superman-style logo because that 
it's good TV, yeah. right? Um, well, <laughs> was it? Was it good TV? Was it, um, so yeah, so there was a couple of other bits. A couple of other it just bits. Makes it weird when you then stood there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you slowly do the buttons up really quick? Cool, cool. um, so, so yeah, so there a couple of a couple of bits in there. Um, the ten second thing. That, that, that Stephen's done. No one had seen that before. He said, you've got 10 seconds to answer because he did it. And then the way it was edited yeah. was just like, I'm going to ignore your 10 second deadline and uh, and and w- listen to discussion from other people. What what actually happened with that? Yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was represented fairly accurately, except there was a, a little bit more in between where I'd, I'd said the, because in my head I had 20% as the number I'd go up to. And it's almost like in an auction where you need to know your number, yeah. right? Or else you end up just bidding ridiculous amounts of something you don't really want because you get swept up in it. So 20% was my number. So when Peter had said 20, I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. So they're already at 20, which means maybe I'm going to let... But then that 10-second thing, I then came back saying, if I give him my money back, he'd said 18 months. I'd given him this look of like, oh, come on, mate. I'm not going to do that in 18 months. And he then, without me saying anything, went two years or 24 months. And that's because he, I think he acknowledged that that was a bit. And then I was like, yeah, all right. But the thing they don't tell you is, so when you, you know about SEIS and EIS, where to encourage investment in businesses, the government gives you a tax write-off if you lose your money. So if you're a small company and you've got a few enough people, you haven't been going for so long, you don't have enough turnover, so you're genuinely raising money, you can apply for this status. That means, say you invested in me and you lost all your money, you'd be able to claim back that money you invested against your tax. Yeah. So actually, you you won't be out of pocket. The real danger is that you're left with your money in a company that doesn't make dividends you don't get any profit from that and it's not going to sell so you've just got your money trapped in this vehicle um but as part of those rules you are not allowed to put in these other clauses that tie you to certain conditions because it's the idea is it's meant to be an investment for money not a way in which people can um claw back money from the government for something they're going yeah. to do anyway. So in theory, you're not going to be involved, yada, yada, yada. You're going to be a hands-off, almost silent investor. And so you're not allowed these clauses that say you have to pay me back within this certain time or else the amount changes. Yeah. Um, and so when they make all these deals of the den, actually, the the investment directors are like, oh, God's sake, you've done this again. You know we can't do this. So... I I actually, even though I made it for two years, the deal, I've got considerably longer to pay back that money, which I think if if I do pay it back, which I hope I will, it it, it ends up that I'd have had like a 45 grand a year salary Mm. um, equivalent from that is, um, is what it works out at. So I'm hoping I will earn 45 grand a year over the next four years on average to get me back to the 20%. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was fairly accurate, but I, I get the sense and maybe this is, I mean, I don't know this actually, but I don't think 
I think that's the only time it happened and I think Stephen was probably shot down either by the other dragons or by the producers off camera because I filmed halfway through the run and yet no one else had that option. No, that no was the first time. Loads of, loads of people on Twitter are saying and it's the first time that that's happened. But apparently it happens quite a lot in the in the uh, the US version. Oh, Shark Tank is... The, the, definitely sharks. Where Say you were on Shark Tank, where we have the moment where you go to the wall yeah. and you have a think, sometimes in Shark Tank... They'll go to the wall. The sharks will speak to each other. They'll change it all and you'll come back and you're screwed. Oh, really? And they'll be like, no, I've changed my mind. I'm not doing that offer. Actually, I've spoken to so-and-so. I've spoken to Kevin and we're going to do this by ourselves. And um, we'll, we'll, we want 50% of the business. And sometimes in, like in Shark Tank, it, it, there's, there's no... They can come out, come back in. They can get less, they can go higher. But at times they'll be like... I'll buy, you know, I'll, I'll invest in this company, but I don't want you in it. So I want, I'll buy the company and you'll buy, buy, and I'll give you this much for it because I think it's a great idea, but I, I don't think you are the person to take this forward. And like the brutal things like that can happen. And it's ridiculous TV. Um, and, but I, th- I, I, I assume the, the BBC don't want that. And I'd, I'd, I'd emailed all these newspapers in advance, like The Sun, the, 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 the Times, The Guardian, Independent, saying, finding all the people, anyone who'd written an article about Dragon's Den previously, I'd emailed them and said, look, this is happening on this show. It's never happened before. I'm pretty sure Stephen got in trouble and um, the, the Dragons reacted badly from it. Maybe you should mention it in an article. So... Um, I don't know if it's linked, but it did mean that there are a few articles now, like The Sun, The Independent, that have written about that, um, which is obviously good for the brand because it talks about the brand. Yeah, um, yeah so that there's, the, the, it has created some PR around it. Yeah, no, because I think I was looking on the Twitter responses, um, and let's go through some of these, some of these Twitter responses because they're, they're, they're <laughs> Twitter really is a cesspool, isn't it? I mean, it really, really. Are they from me. you? Are they from no, you? no, no. Stephen shouldn't have given him a ten-second ultimatum. I want your answer in ten seconds. Red flag, red flag, red flag. I mean, like that. I think there's a there's a kind of uh, a consensus around uh, around that. Um, and then some of the other things... It's a kind of British fair play thing. It is a British fair play thing. Like, oh, no, let's, let's not... It's bad enough that we're going up and talking about our business and asking someone else for money, which is very un-British in the first place. <laughs> um, unless, of course, you know, you're asking a, a, friend, yeah. a friend from Eton for money, which in, that's the only time... Um, it's like some of the other things. Someone, an Islington gay, um, wrote about you. He's kind of cute, Islington but also gay. bloody annoying. <laughs> And Islington Gay, that's his, that's his, that's his handle. <laughs> He's kind of cute, but also bloody annoying. Uh, I think that's a pretty good, that's a really good tagline. Um, yeah. Wow, Deborah Meaden's ear goat. Wow, Deborah Meaden's ego has clearly had one too many of those caffeine chews. He's dodged a bullet, I reckon. I like the way that she included lots of different puns within that as well. Yeah. Dodged a bullet, yep. That was. We need to get her on our marketing team. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how people don't like people with energy. No, they hate seems. it. They hate. They want you. They, again, it's so British, isn't it? If you come yeah. across as in any way confident, 
then it, it, don't like smiley you positive yeah, don't like it how people cbd yeah. said this how freaky and disrespectful was that bloke kissing deborah meaden's picture and calling her debbie wait till she sees the dragon's den playback i don't, I don't think she needs to see the den. <laughs> how dare how dare you i didn't see you kissing it because you were on first i didn't how see that i didn't see picture. you kissing the picture i never because you said oh was the bit when we were kissing the picture and i said nah that one in there you, and i watched it back again like oh it wasn't there <laughs> i missed it yeah so just before because they show you just before you walk on and there's a there's all the pictures and you're there for quite a long time and you're like well i better do something um and so it was like come kiss the picture went come for you deb's and uh, just in a quite silly way, as you'd imagine I would. Um, yeah, I yeah, think Deb would be fine there with that. Was, there was, yeah. there was a... And, gen- there was- for anyone listening, I have... I have... Um... Okay, no, go on. You have what? Oh, yeah, no, I, have, I have reached out to Deb. I've reached out to Deborah and said, look, I genuinely need help with my packaging. Because um, she'd criticised me saying I shouldn't have launched without having this sustainable packaging place. And like, I've said, look, can you show me how I can do this? At a, at a price I can afford with our scale because we don't make many packets and I've not heard back from her so just you know I'm trying to if anyone is, is critical of that I am trying to resolve this and I just can't figure it out so um, but yeah, yeah carry on, carry on so I think there was, there was a general theme and I think this summed it up um, in terms of some of the some of the tweets um, from Susie which looks like a horse she's added I think the caffeine chew guy has been on a bit more than caffeine Susie <laughs> That's a general theme. Um, <laughs> this one, ben, do you know Ben Mormon Fousey, His name is Dragons. Hashtag Dragons Den had that really cheesy white-haired guy on tonight, and I thought he was the coolest dude ever. Love him. <laughs> he made it sound. No he made it sound as though he wow, already knew about. Sounded like he already knew about you. <laughs> um. He'd seen the uh, he'd seen the Nethermind the Buzzcocks. He loved the urinator <laughs> for my uh, the Brainiacs episode. <laughs> Joanna is open to a PB but, agent. Yeah, they do advise oh, you. They advise you what? Oh, they they do advise you not to go on social media. They do, <laughs> and they they even say to some people, maybe you should like come off social media before. Like, don't go looking for what people write, because I guess if you. If you if you can't handle criticism, if you're not thick-skinned, then it could be quite hurtful. Yeah, I'd yeah. imagine as well. I don't, I don't think there was anything particularly if bad. Um, if you're, I, I I think there is an element of being a white male, though you are protected from the worst of the internet. Well, at least you at least they you just have a go at you for personal reasons. <laughs> you're rather protected than... from the worst. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Um, I think you are. I think you know. <laughs> racism and sexism is worse on Twitter and things oh well I, I, do you know what I didn't watch the rest of it but I understand there were some um, uh, black Christmas decorations uh, and there, there was I mean like compared with the stuff that you got yeah. the amount of stuff that came after just to prove your point there I think you're absolutely right um, Joanna yeah. is open to a PBA and they were great as well really great oh were they do you, do you meet anyone else or, or are you just are you just there on your own I met three other groups and strangely everyone got offers. Um, oh really? Which in my, it just had a morning of like four offers in a row. So, which is quite weird. I don't know if they're just in a good mood or yeah, we had the robotics guys. We had the, the barbecue guys with the squeezing bottle and um, 
and then some guys who'd set up a some co they were a recruitment agency or similar and set up a cleaning product or similar. Yeah, everyone's really nice. Um, yeah. Well, I think we've I think we've flogged this 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 dragon dead horse for for long enough. Oh, I don't know. I don't think we've talked about it enough. I don't think we talked about it enough. I thought so. I you know I think your, your social media about it was 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 absolutely fine. I think I think it was like generally positive. I I thought it was really impressive. So well done because I mean like that is you. Know, Obviously, oh, geez, uh, obviously, a big, a big kind of like jump for someone. I mean, even even someone with as much experience as you on television and in terms of pitching and everything else like that, yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> it's still it's still a massive it's it's a massive thing to go and do it, but it's a massive thing to also. And you never know what the curveball will no, be. Exactly, you know, you can they can get hung up on something like you know that's tiny that you know, you just completely derails yeah. it. And um, but I think I, I had confidence though, whatever whatever happened you'd come across really well and that would always be beneficial to the brand and it would always be beneficial to you unless of course you you started talking unless someone unless a dragon dropped den dropped dead on the den uh, as a result of eating one of them there and then i don't think there's much that we're gonna (laughs) could happen or you or you came out going now then now then do you want david to fix it for you or 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 something some some curveball like that like you said that could have derailed it isn't there but isn't there a there's a Jimmy Savile documentary coming up or a, there is it's a, out at the moment some yeah kind of dramatization d- is it a dramatization well, we'll talk, well, we've got to watch I'm that gonna, and talk yeah, about absolutely, that absolutely absolutely I might be featured in that as well what no, um, but but Diva what what how should we how should we how should we round this up so Diva has any questions get in touch um, and as ever if you leave us some reviews. Maybe not related to this one <laughs> as much, but um, send us in your feedback on stuff. We normally have a poll. I don't know what we're we'll poll this time, um, but quick shout out to one of the one of the do badders. Quite a while back, we talked about running every street, oh, yeah. and Jody was doing it around um, Hampstead Heath. Where do you live? Heywood Heath. But Gareth Davies, bloody hell, he has. 10th of April, so five days ago, posted his Strava heat map from his local area. Barrow in Furness, oh my God. He has run 1,233 streets in his area, which is insane. Get into the group and look at how many, like, impressive, impressive. Like, fair play, mate. I don't know if anyone else has done it. I think a few people had done it if they lived in small villages, but... He is. I'd love to know how many miles that is. Oh, he has Ricky Gates it and properly um, nailed it in his area. So can oh, two, only two hundred miles looks more than that. Oh, don't well, it's, 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 like, it's, it's bloody go. it's bloody cul-de-sacs. If you live in a city or, or a town that's just got cul-de-sacs, it is the it, that's the most soul-destroying thing. Uh, yeah, you wanted like if American American cities are the easiest things because they're all based on the grid system, and so you know, you're you're, you're oh, yeah. absolutely fine. But oh yeah. god, like even, I mean, I'm interested, I'm intrigued in doing in doing kind of uh, parts of London because that must be especially like around city and stuff, the mm. city and everything where like that because there's so many like odd little streets and odd little um places to run um and you mm. can probably cover quite a lot in a very Dead very small and, period of yeah. time but we talked remember when when we originally did this we talked about could do badders run collectively run every street in the uk 
that would be that would be the thing to do. Like if you're doing it, I think we try and connect these up because I think that there's it'd be good to see. I think we've got parts of London probably covered yeah. and parts of the. By the time we're eighty. Maybe not the motorways, that might be... <laughs> no, motorways included. Yeah, in fact, at the moment, but, um, you're running along the motorway is probably the quickest way to get where you want to go. Did you... Did we ever talk about... Oh, did we ever talk about the service station... Service station marathons? About running to service stations, like... like we need... Right, we're going to write it... We're going to write that down as something to talk about next time. Because just because I'm aware, we've gone on for some time. Service station... So do that. It's write in about surface station marathons because we talk about it next week. So message us. This will come out. We'll be talking about this before this goes out. But anyway, anyway, um, let's should we round things off? Do better. Message me if um, if you want to. Uh, if you've got any guests you'd like us to interview, I'm. We're getting Kate Jaden on very soon. We've got some um, some other great guests that we can't talk about yet because it's top secret but I've, I've had a lot of people turn me down recently sadly so um, message me with people to bring on we want to try and get Tommy Hughes if anyone knows Tommy Hughes or his son I think Owen Hughes we want to talk to him about his his time at the marathon age 62 2.30 marathon insane we want to get him on so anyone knows him reach out let us know um, want to throw anything to the mix JD? Yeah, yeah, if you want to join the conversation, head over to the Facebook group. To go to Facebook, type in Bad Boy Running Podcast, answer three questions, and you'll be let in. Uh, we have merch in the merch store. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. The more subscribers that we have on YouTube, again, it helps us get more guests as well. And please leave a comment below. We will answer all of your comments. Yeah, which which dragon would you like, for example? And we want your audios message in feedback stories questions get in the group to go to the link because it's a bit fiddly but it's it's bit.ly slash bad boy feedback the b b and the f all capitalized and leave us short 30 second 45 second clips we can put on the air and uh and if you are new to this episode because dragon's den has uh enticed you in it's bit of a different episode but go and listen to the a to z of do because it's very silly very fun what's that noise in the background oh, it's the cheers it's the cheers we need to do more of that i forgot about this it i forgot about it as we were doing guys. it i forgot Just record your your fybs and we'll put them on because we we've had brian blessed for a long time and we want some new ones but uh thanks for listening guys we'll see you at the run show which is when is it may Oh yeah, mate. Make sure it's got Mo Farah. It's got Paula Radcliffe. Yeah, make sure that you use your code FYB to get a free ticket. If you go to um, National Running Show website, um, claim your free ticket, and you'll see us on various stages. Yeah, the exact date for you is the weekend of the seventh and eighth of May. So it's pretty soon, guys. Oh, I see. Three weeks away. It's going to be epic. There's so many good people there. And we will be hopefully boozing quite heavily because we've got fewer responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, fewer responsibilities. Thanks, Jesse, guys. We will... Yeah, that's how life should be. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. I must admit I was a clone to be messing around. But that doesn't mean that you are...
Fuck you, buddy. 